my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hey, beautiful. Welcome back to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. So this episode is, can you guess what I'm going to say? It's going to be a good one Um, (laughs) because it is going to be a good one. Um, But um, before I get into it, we're going to talk about um, whether or not it's time for you to go back to therapy. And so wherever you are, whoever you are, do not skip this episode. Even if you're in therapy, um, I still want you to take a listen to this. If you try therapy and you thought that it wasn't for you, I want you to listen to this episode. And if you did therapy before, it got great results and you're a fan, um, but you're currently not in it, I want you to listen to this too. Um, This is for everybody. Um, Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products to support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Cosamain products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes on your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Cosamain continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Cosamain believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Costa Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit CostaMaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. But um, I was thinking about how um, every episode thus far, um, or the majority, I will start getting ready to get into the topic. And then I'm like, oh, let me tell you this. Um, And so maybe I should just have an official announcements part of the show, right? Um, Because there's important things that you need to hear. There's important things that I got to tell you. 
um, so that you don't miss out, so that you get all the resources that you can, and so that you can be really involved in the community and take your healing deeper. Um, so first announcement, girl, first announcement, 2020 is going to be off the chain because I am going to be hosting our first black girls heal retreat. That's right. I'm going to be hosting our first ever getaway where we are going to heal, we are going to be transformed, we are going to learn about ourselves, learn about our relationships, leave the conference with things for us to apply. You are going to have a workbook, you're going to have notes, you're going to have actual tools that you can take to put in your everyday life instead of just a feeling of happiness that kind of fades away after a week or two. Um, real application in addition to hopefully meeting women that you really vibe and connect with. And so, um, I'm very excited about this. Um, I'm telling you this now for it to be put on your radar. There is no wait list for you to sign up. If you're already on the black girls Hill mailing list, you will, you will hear about it. Um, when the door is open for you to register, um, of course, if you continue to listen to this podcast, um, over time, if you're not already subscribed, you need to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Um, also if you're in our black girls Hill Facebook group, um, but definitely if you are, um, an Instagram follower, if you follow us on Instagram, but you do not have the notifications turned on so that, you know, every time that, um, I post, you need to do that so that you do not miss um, this important stuff. It's really cool because right now, uh, first I was like gauging whether or not people would be interested and people were like, hell yeah. In fact, this is probably one of the first things that people asked me to do way back when I first started Black Girls Hill. Like immediately it was like, let's do a retreat. Like let's go somewhere. Let's do something. Um, and so... Um, I'm finally following through with it, um, a couple years later. Um, so, so there's that. And right now I'm getting people's input on what, um, they are wanting to learn. And so last night I was up till 4am, um, writing out what I want it to be and what, um, I think is going to be a really great, um, program for us. So I'm really excited, um, to watch everything come together Again, keep just keep your ears and your eyes out for announcements for you to for you to sign up. Um, and the next announcement is um, just a reminder for you to join the waitlist. There is a waitlist for this one for the spending and debting money rehab. So um, I think I said this last episode, or at least I said it on another platform. Black Girls Hill is not shifting its focus to try to become a financial um, niche or um, platform that teaches you how to budget and all that stuff. That is not what we do here. We help you get inner healing. But we are doing the money rehab because we all have money stories. We all have um, lessons that we learned and different meanings that money has in our life. And money is right up there with sex. Is right up there with communication, with the things that breaks down um, relationships as far as um, whether or not they're successful or not. Money has a lot of emotion behind it. Money has a lot of power and um, 
and how some of us may use it to self-medicate old wounds um, that may be invisible to us. Money is a tool that some people use to take advantage of us and that we use to maybe feel needed by others. And so money really is intertwined in how we communicate, how we withhold, how we move forward, whether or not we're vulnerable. Are we keeping things secret? Do we live in shame about our money? What does that mean about us? Um, and how we use it throughout the world. And so one of the things that I've seen is that when it comes to self-medication for women and also for men, but for women, one of the top three things that we will cycle out are sex and relationships, um, and love, you know, the whole love addiction thing. Um, food is in the top three and money is right up there. And it doesn't have to mean that we are someone who's constantly buying things and we just can't keep our credit cards in our wallets. It could also look like codependent giving. So we're constantly giving money to other people and trying to take care of them to our own detriment. It looks like um, money hoarding. So maybe we have a really big savings account, but that's because we live in deprivation and we don't really want to take care of, care of ourselves or take care of our basic needs because there's this, there's this fear of letting go of money. We feel emotionally unsafe and anxious, which leads to um, kind of reinforcing this idea that we don't matter and that we're not important, that money is bigger than us, you know? And so if this is something that you, that's like clicking for you, that um, it is resonating with you, if you even have an aversion to money, so, you know, when you get money in your hands, you need to get rid of it. Um, and subconsciously, you might not even be aware of it, but kind of there's something in you that's like, feels uncomfortable having too much or having an abundance of it. So it could, that it could look like spending. It could look like you're taking care of other people. It could be that you have a new business expense that you just have to spend the money on, but there's something in you energetically that doesn't feel comfortable having excess. All these are things that can be healed. This is not how it has to be forever. So again, if this is resonating with you, I would love to have you be a part of our beta launch of the money rehab course. Um, we are going to be opening doors for that and then closing it um, right after, um, I want to say in the next couple of weeks, um, I will be sending out emails. Um, I will not be announcing it on the podcast uh, when the doors are over. Oh, I? Nope. Only the people in the email. So if you are not on the email list, if you're not on the wait list, then sorry, Charlie, you're going to have to wait for the next round. And I'm only going to do another round if it looks like it is successful, um, of course. Um, but this is, is really cool to get in on the beta launch because um, once you sign up on the wait list, you'll automatically get an email that has a list of five questions that says, tell me the answers to these so that I can curate the course to it. And for the women who have responded to those emails, I am literally taking every word that you say, every part of your money story, and I'm ensuring that that is a part of the beta course. So even if we end up not doing the money rehab course later on, the women who are going to be a part of this course are about to get some real personalized attention for the things that they deal with. And so if I was you, I would get in on it. Um, it's going to be more affordable than it will be when it comes out for real, if it comes out for real. 
And even though I'm of the belief that personal development and healing costs what it costs, um, and you shouldn't be someone who's like, well, I only got $10 for this, you know, like to try to cheapskate your emotional and mental health healing. Um, even though that's part of my belief, I still also believe in being wise and so, um, or taking opportunities when they come about. So if you are money conscious, I will get on that wait list and see if it is an investment that you want to take. And the last announcement is that this episode is sponsored by Learn to Thrive, which is our premium program that is built to help you heal from all intimacy disorders. So love addiction, love avoidance, love anorexia. It is also built to help you heal from unresolved childhood wounds and the limiting beliefs that result in that. Um, you know, even when I was asking for the topics that people are most interested in for the retreat, I said, um, we can do inner healing and family wounds and trauma, or we can do dating and relationships. And so many people were like, let's do both because they go together and they absolutely go together. There's no way that I could have a program that talks about how to help you have a better relationship if we do not start with you, because actually the, the truth is you are the most important person. Your healing via your healing and your emotional safety and your growth and vulnerability and learning how to trust others and be trustworthy yourself and figuring out who you are, what your values are, um, letting go of the shame that other people have projected on you your whole life. Once you do that, then all the other stuff falls into place. And so that is actually a very um, important and integral part of it. So if you are interested in that, you need to be in this course. It's so amazing to watch the women who are going through this program, um, watching the development that they're going through, um, watching the, the revelations and the things that they're learning and li literally watching um, them start to learn to thrive. Um, so if you haven't already added yourself to the waitlist for that, you need to go to learntothrivecourse.com. Um, and yeah. So let's get into this topic. Um, is it time for you to go back to therapy? And um, I'm going to guess that the answer is going to be yes um, for many of us. And I'm going to tell you why I'm going to guess that it's yes. But first, let me tell you who I'm talking to. There are three different groups of people that I'm talking to. The first group of people I'm talking to is if you tried therapy before, but you stopped going before you actually had the change that you were initially wanting. And so maybe you stopped going because um, you didn't click with the therapist or they were offensive or there was something that made you feel uncomfortable and it just wasn't the right fit. Um, so you stopped going and um, maybe you had a hard time finding somebody else. Maybe you just felt really discouraged. You said you were going to pick it back up, but you just never did. Um, maybe you stopped going before you actually got to the change because you weren't ready to commit. You know, maybe everybody was telling you that you needed to do it or you heard that it was um, an important thing to do. You know, you heard about Taraji's mental health foundation, all this other stuff, and you knew that you had some issues. And so you were just going to go and see what it was about. Um, but you weren't really that invested. And the thing about therapy is we do not have magic wands, even with our expertise, um, we can help you, but you have to want to be helped and you have to want to put in the work. Um, there are many of us who, um, 
refuse to see people um, unless they're actually wanting to work. And I'm, I'm actually one of those therapists. If I um, get that someone else is making the appointment for them or if they kind of come in late or just stop, stop talking, then I will say maybe this isn't the right time. You know, it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your money. Um, it's a waste of my time. Um, it's a waste of the space that other people could be getting help. And so if you are not really invested, it in a way it's good that you take a step back so that you can come back when you were ready. Um, but if that is you, I want you to, again, continue to listen to see if maybe this might be the right time for you. Um, also, maybe you might have stopped going because um, you ran out of money. Um, you know, therapy is an investment, um, even for um, those of us who are like, yeah, like I need to go to a person who specialized in it and um, a person who specialize in what I need um, because there's different specializations from everything from step families to, of course, trauma to um, sexuality um, to grief. And sometimes it could be hard to find someone who is in network for you. And even if they are in network, that they're not full, right? And so maybe you stop going because you couldn't afford to pay the $600 a month to go weekly, you know, $150 per week um, to, to go on average, depending on where you are in the country. Um, it's, it's a pretty penny. Or maybe you didn't run out of money, but you felt some kind of way about paying what you were paying for a therapist, which is a real thing. Um, and if you find a good therapist who is in network with insurance, hold on to them. Don't leave them. Don't you let your spot go <laughs> for someone else to come and swoop it in. You, you, you keep your, you keep your place with them. So that was all the first group. The second group of people I'm talking to is maybe you are someone who loved therapy. you you felt better. You got the change. You got the results. It was wonderful. You know, your life was transformed. And as time has passed, you've started to feel some of the things or even maybe different things. Um, but you know, the, the sky is not as blue as it was before. You have a little bit more stress, a little bit more anxiety and you're resisting going back to therapy because you feel like you've already done it. You feel like you've already been there. And so you should, and I'm doing air quotes, you should have the skills to manage it yourself. And so you're holding out and you're trying to white knuckle it and, and use your own willpower and your own understanding to get to the other side um, because of this belief that you should be able to manage it. And the third group of people that I'm talking to is maybe, and this kind of connects to the first one actually, but maybe you need to go back to therapy um, because you didn't continue to go and you didn't get the change. But the reason why you didn't continue to go is because you got a little bit of relief and you got a little bit of understanding. And so you felt, okay, I got it from here. Um, and so you didn't get it fixed a hundred percent. Um, but maybe you wanted your time back in the week. Maybe, um, you had some scheduling difficulties with your therapist, you know, like maybe they were out, maybe you, you were out for vacation. And because you had that gap in time, you felt okay, I'm good now. But kind of like the person that I just said before, you are feeling some things and you're going through some problems and you're trying to use 
the wisdom and the revelations that you got when you were first going to therapy and kind of trying to stretch that out so that you can kind of figure it out yourself and not have to make that investment in time and money. So here's the thing about this. If any of these categories apply to you and you're not going to therapy, even though there's something going on for you, whether it's um, one of the little T traumas or the big T traumas like we talked about um, in a previous episode, or whether or not it's just uh, what you may call a little bit of stress versus what you think would be a lot of stress, you know, that comparison of problems or comparison to to yourself, you know, I'm not as depressed as I was before, so there's really no reason for me to go to therapy. I'm not as stressed as I was before. You know, um, with work, you know, like things are just stressful in this season. So I'll just wait till it's over and then maybe I'll feel better or I know I'll feel better. So I'm not even going to worry about it. But meanwhile, you are making your life a lot harder than it needs to be because you're not asking for help. Um, And also because you have this meaning about what it may mean for you to ask for help again. And so this may be um, actually more for the folks who are in the second category, second and third. So the ones who have been to therapy, you've seen that it's been effective and you're kind of holding out from going back. Um, People in the first category, I really want to encourage you. you, First category were the people who um, stopped going before you even got any kind of change. I would really encourage you to find someone who fits for you, who you feel comfortable with, because life is too short to be struggling. And I say that with all compassion in the world, because it is not easy to find a therapist. You know, even in my journey of finding therapists, you know, going to multiple people, paying money for people who I ended up not liking, paying money to someone... (laughs) who like was actually like really offensive and um, possibly racist. Um, But that's a story for a different day. You know, I understand that struggle. And I also know the benefit of how your life can and will change when you find the right person and when you're able to make that investment in your energy and your time and in your will to change your life. But for the other people who may need to go back. I want to empathize for any shame that may come up for some of you. Um, Some of you may not be going back because you thought that you were over or whatever the problem is. So maybe it's not a different problem. Maybe it's the same thing that you originally went into therapy for in the first place. And you're doing so good and now you're not. Um, And there's this embarrassment. You don't want your therapist to see that you were a bad girl. Um, or you are not good enough, or you are weak, or powerless, or whatever it may look like, whatever that negative core belief is that makes you feel that shame, that you're a failure, none of that is true. It's absolutely not true. Your life is a journey, and like all journeys, there are pit stops, and there are mountains, and there are hills, and then there are flat plains, Um, There are peaceful meadows, you know, it's just just part of the journey that we all take if we're lucky enough to live our lives for a long period of time. And so if there is a problem that has resurfaced, it may just mean that there's a different aspect of the problem that um, 
you hadn't encountered and that you didn't see before and now now you are you know it's kind of like if you would imagine having a block in front of you you know so like a cube and a cube has six different sides and so you can only see the side that's in front of you and so maybe you cleared that side and it made life a lot better but then as life went on you were able to see another side of the cube so the same problem the same cube but now it's time for you to clear that side as well and so therapy can help you do that there's no shame in it um and if you do feel shame then that's possibly something to work on in therapy right for you to return back to this person that you trust, that has not judged you, who has been there for you, who helped you the first time, and to tell them, you know, I didn't want to come back because I was afraid that you might think this, or I was afraid you might be mad at me. You know, a lot of times we project what happened to us before onto other people in authority positions. And so a therapist is definitely in a position of authority, even though we may try to position ourselves as someone that you can talk to and trust you know we are someone who has a certain role and a lot of power which is hey we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors hey we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Why there are so many rules around and and laws around therapists to make sure that we're not exploiting you, to make sure that we're not taking advantage of you, to make sure that you feel safe. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. 
With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. But going back to the projection, because we are an authority figure, you may project onto us disappointment that other authority figures have before. So maybe very full well, there were some adults in your life that if you made a mistake or if you didn't get it right, or if you were doing really well and then you dropped the ball, that they might embarrass you or um, withhold affection or talk about you to other people or roll their eyes or just show their, their disgust. That pretty that might have been the case for you, but that does not mean that that is true for what will happen in your therapy room. And I think that fear that it might is definitely something that would be important for you to heal from. Also, you might be not willing to go back um, or not, yeah, not willing to go back um, at hopefully before the end of this episode, but maybe after it's different. But not wanting to go back because you think that being a long-term therapy client means something negative about you. And so maybe you were all fine and good going to therapy as long as it only lasted a couple months or more than a couple months or like a year, maybe a year is some change, right? But like nothing more than that. Like you have reached your therapy quota for your entire lifetime or at least for this decade. And so um, if you have to go back before the decade is up, then that means you really, there's something wrong with you. There's something deeper. And that's not true about you because you're capable and you're smart and you beat it before and you're going to beat it again. Or, you know, it's not that serious. You just got to be strong. And like all the old stuff that didn't really serve you starts to come back out. If you were to tell me that you got a cold or you got pneumonia and you went to the doctor for medicine and you took it and you got better, you know, you followed the prescription and then you got pneumonia a year later and you're like, nope, I already had pneumonia once. I'm not going to go to the doctor. I know what I need to do. I'm just going to drink my juice and I'm just going to take a nap and I'm going to watch Netflix and it's all going to be okay. That would be pretty foolish. You know, your mental health is just as important and just as real as your physical health. We're in these constant maintaining and upgrading and, um, and just vigilance to make sure that you are taking care of yourself. And so when it comes to our emotional and mental and even spiritual concerns, sometimes we, we short ourselves, you know, we get, we give ourselves the shaft because we think that that's something that we need to DIY or Google all the results from. But we're making ourselves suffer needlessly because there are professionals out there who are trained to help us get better. And if you're part of the second and third group, you already have someone that you know for sure can help you feel better. 
right? There is no end date for how long you need to be or can be in therapy. It can literally be a part of your ongoing budget forever. So just like you have a car payment, you have the therapy budget. Um, and I actually, um, that's actually a pull that I got from Dave Ramsey. So those of you who are familiar with Dave Ramsey, what he teaches is for you to, if you have a car loan, he, you know, he's all about you pay everything with cash and you don't have um, any credit. But he teaches that you pay off your car loan and keep your car as long as you can. But with that money that you were using for the car loan, that that's still a part of your budget. And so that way you are still saving and accumulating the money that you would have paid for a car loan um, in a special car savings account. So maybe use it for auto maintenance or um, just for a new car one day. And so once the car that you are driving stops working, now you can afford to pay for another car in cash without all the interest and everything else because you continue to save. That was just a set amount in your budget. And so I'm saying the same for therapy. Maybe therapy is a set amount in your budget forever. And I think car payment is probably the most... Um, reasonable um, thing to compare it to as well because that's about the same amount that therapy will cost you per month um, in, the, in a couple hundred dollars. Even if you have a copay, um, if you go weekly, you know, it's, it's going to, it, it adds up a little bit. So I just want to encourage you to kind of put that in there. So that way it won't seem as such um, a financial strain. So for those of you who really want to go to therapy or go back to therapy and you really do need financial help. Um, it's not even a want thing. It's not um, a, a resentment thing. Um, it really is. You only have a couple dollars to rub together, but you know you need the help. There are a couple resources I want to share with you. If you call 211 in the United States, that is a line where you can say your location. You can say that you are in need of counseling resources, and they will give you a list of places in your area that offer free to no cost counseling. And I really would encourage you to call and make an appointment, even if you have to wait. Hopefully you do not, but to call and put your name on a list so that you can get the help that you need and prioritize that. You can also go to openpathcollective.org and there's a listing of therapists there and every therapist there sees um, clients. The last time I checked, um, they they didn't charge more. The range is 30 to $50 per session, which is the same price that you probably pay with your insurance. Um, so it's the price of a copay. Um, so finding a place, a person there in case, um, there's no one in your city, depending on where you are in the country here in the States, therapists are licensed throughout the state. So maybe expand your search to the whole state. So for example, if I couldn't find anyone from me here in Houston that was either available or that I read their profile and I thought that I might like them, I would change it from just searching Houston to searching for all of Texas and then I would see all the therapists in Texas and see if they did video sessions. And I could do that um, and kind of take my pick. 
Um, for those of you who are in the tri-state area, um, I want to say that's what, New Jersey, New York, and I should know the other one. I'm sorry. Um, but the tri-state area, typically therapists up there because you're all so close together. Um, there's multiple states in very close proximity. Usually therapists are licensed through multiple states. And so um, I would... Um, I would call, I would expand my search to those states as well and just see if they happen to be licensed where you are. Also, Google is your friend. And so instead of just Googling counseling near me or counselor near me, um, Google um, low cost clinics or um, free counseling clinic or just counseling clinic because usually clinics. Um, have a program or sliding scale fee that's based on your income or lack of income that helps you be able to afford going to get some help. But at the end of the day, no matter if you have to use these um, free to low cost solutions now, I would really, really encourage everyone who's under the sound of my voice to start a mental health portion of your budget. So even if you're only saving $5 a month, Put that away, put it in a little piggy bank, put it in an envelope so that one day, whenever you may need it, that you can use it. And I'm saying whenever instead of if ever, because every human being will always have an issue or a problem or something that it would really benefit you to get outside help and counsel for. There's no weakness in that. There's no weakness in adding your therapist to um, your list of confidants. You know, even if you're listening to this podcast because you like what I'm saying, but you have a really great support group, you have a really good faith community, you have really good boundaries, you know, for the most part, but you know, you feel like this is giving you like an extra like push, but everything for the most part is really great. Awesome. I still want you to save at least five to $10 every month <laughs> for, for a counseling fund. Um, so that you can use it when you need it and you won't have to have money be an issue, okay? Even if you can only afford just one session, one session is better than none. That is my plug for you, um, for everyone to go to therapy. I hope that you found this helpful. So that's it for this week. If you like this episode, this week what I want you to do is I want you to write on your Insta stories that everyone should start a counseling fund as part of their budget and start with at least $5 so that they can be able to afford um, going to counseling or therapy whenever they need it, whether it's a year from now, five years from now, five days from now, um, but that they have the funds and the finances and tag me in it so that I know that you're spreading the good word of how therapy is important and needed. Um, you can tag me at Black Girls Heal on Instagram. And that's it for this week. I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.